This SoFi podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine Opai show. On the next episode of And Friends, <laughs> we play the game of life. Talking daddies. Oh! Dad jokes to sexy daddies. Daddies are a game. Technology's a game. Love is a game. All that and more this week on And Friends. <laughs> And Friends is not responsible for what you and your daddy do, whether it be your daddy or not your daddy. Do, diddy, wah, diddy, wah, dwa, do. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast and Opi show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. This is back to you. I'm Howard Sudbury with Steve Basterville. Steve? You're not really with me. You're, you're at home and I'm at home. We're in our studios, but I was going to tell you, and I have a question for you, that I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Yeah. What thing do you know? Each time I find myself falling flat on my face, I I pick pick myself myself up. up. And get and? back in the race. <laughs> where because, does this race end? Because I don't know where it ends. Where it That's stops, life. nobody knows. All I know, since you're quoting song lyrics, you know what mood I'm in right now? I'm in a mood to bust a move. Yeah. Bust like a that. move by Young MC. Yeah. We go from Throw some, me... we go from Sinatra to Young MC. That's a nice well, span of music, isn't it? It is, but I like it all because good music is good music. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, but uh, let me I tell you I something. Wait, wait, wait. Just yeah. let me tell you something up front. Okay, okay. I tell am me. exhausted, and the, the week is only two days old. So I, I'm hoping that I'll get through the rest of this week because of what I attempted to do since yesterday. Yesterday morning, I got up at 6.30. My wife got up at the same time. We said, let's go. We'll get this done. So we get dressed out the door by 730, thinking plenty of time. Get to the location around quarter to eight. Nobody is there. Feeling good. Feeling good. That's, that's I see good. two. I see two cars pull up, but I'm not worried about that because we are first. We're first for this experience. So I get out of the car, uh, confident, have my mask on. My wife's got her mask on. I sashay up to the front door, and I look at the sign, and the sign says, closed. <laughs> closed. Oh. Now, do you know, the? we've talked about this before, but do you know the place that I was attempting to enter? Just to show you that when we speak, that I do listen. Uh, yes, I do. You were at one of the worst places on earth. And not that the people in there aren't nice, but nobody looks forward to going there. And that would be the DMV. Okay, so let's pick it up Final from there. answer. Uh, you're right. You're right. The DMV. Closed. Closed on Monday. I spin around, and the guys who are driving these two cars that pull up... They each get out, and they look at me, and they go, what's wrong? 
and I said, the joint is closed. And one of them <laughs> looks at me and says, well, uh, where's another one that's open? And I said, why are you asking me? I, how do you think I know when I'm like you pulling up to a place that's closed and you expect me to know where another one is that's open? They had frantic looks on their faces like, we got to get our licenses. Now, I have to get mine, but I didn't have the urgency that they seem to have. And I don't even know whether there were any others open on Monday. Okay, that's Monday. Well, wait. So, wait, wait. Now, uh, let me you, do you know the, do you, do you know, uh, you can get back to it. Okay. Do you know where the closest I, I, I'm, one I'm, was? Uh, where was it? Sacramento? <laughs> well, yeah, another Same state. Same thing. Because they're closed in Illinois. Go ahead, continue. All right. All right. So, I'll come back to this. You, you knew they were closed on Monday? No. Okay, good, because I was going to really get upset. All right, uh, after we talked about it. All right, okay, here we go. So I get back in the car and go home and, and get ready for Tuesday. So um, this morning, 5.30, I get up because it says they open at 7.30. So I wake up, fall out of bed, and I drag a comb across my head. <laughs> went down and had myself a cup now what what song is that from yeah for one thousand dollars if you can tell me what famous song by what famous group that is you got five you got a thousand dollars cash coming time's up it it's the beatles <laughs> and uh okay it is um is it a day in the life? Very good. Very good. How and I'm looking at you. That? You didn't look it up. Too bad you didn't have that answer within the time limit because you would have gotten $1,000. Very That's good. That's one of the, well, you owe me 1000 now. No, I don't because I said time's up. You didn't get it within the time period. But, well, you didn't tell me the time period. I did. And you when decided I said time's the time up. period. Well, I decided <laughs> the whole game at stake. Okay, That's, I think yes. Hang, hang on You're while gonna, I'm on this because I'll forget, and then I'll forget you, to come back to where I was. But go ahead, go okay. ahead. Okay, that's one of the all-time great songs because of the for a lot of reasons, but with all the transitions in it, you yes. know, from being kind of happy and melodic mm -hmm, and mellow mm -hmm, to the orchestra, mm -hmm. fabulous, beautiful. beautiful I, I'd song. say it's in my top five songs of all time. Really, I wasn't going to go that far. But that's oh, yeah. pretty that's pretty impressive to you if you yeah. think it's in the top yeah. five. It is a wonderful song. Okay. Can I get back to it? This sure. is Tuesday. Tuesday. Time's five, up. Five five thirty. I'm up and we're dressed. And we head out of the house, knowing it opens at seven thirty. We pull up around oh, I don't know, six well, quarter to seven. Quarter to seven. I'm thinking plenty of time. We get there, and there's a line, and I'm not exaggerating. There must have been 100 people. It was like the Apple store when the new iPhone comes out. Oh. 100 people lined up for a long, at least a city block. And I said, you've got to be kidding. Got to be kidding. So, of course, we don't go for that. I keep moving, and, and uh, it's another wasted morning. With the first one, 6.30 on Monday, 5.30 on Tuesday. I'm dejected. I, I'm riding by. Uh, and then there's another bit of dejection. I, I stop by. I'm thinking about stopping by one of my favorite places. 
and I understand they're about to close 800 stores, 800 stores. What do you think this is? It's a place where you can where you can go get, I guess, known for their breakfast or start of the day, but they're open all day long. Known more for their coffee than anything else, I would think, at this point. But 800 stores are about to close, and they're uncertain how many will close in Illinois, where we live. Oh, at first, I thought you were going to say Best Buy, but they wouldn't have been open at that hour. No. Um, would it be, well, it's got to be a breakfast type, 24-hour type joint. Uh, uh, it's but not 24 hours. Coffee. Yeah. But they're known for their coffee. Yeah. Known for, yeah, more than any other thing. Well, they were known for two items, but I think coffee now more than the other. And if I give you the other item, you'll get it right away. Well, it would be IHOP. No. No. This place is known for coffee and donuts. Oh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, which is now just Dunkin'. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. anytime you you change your name of something, that's headed for trouble. Just like well, Coca- you know didn't Coca-Cola change its name at one point or had some kind of funny name change and they ran into a lot of trouble. Yeah, that might have been back at the time. It. Well, that was at the time that they changed the recipe from you know, here is some genius CEO. You got uh, an iconic brand, probably the world's most well-known brand. Yeah. And, you know, Coca-Cola has been around forever, and it's the best-selling product in its uh, area. And the guy says, you know, let's tweak with the recipe. Yes. Let's fool with something successful. See if we can make it more yes. successful. Let's, yes, exactly. That's that's a CEO for you. You know what happens to those CEOs? They get fired, but they get like a $75 million stock payoff, and they go on about their business after having done damage to the company. Now, there's ultimately a happy ending to this story, because I get home and I'm thinking, do I have to repeat this again? Because my license is long expired, and there was a grace period, and I knew the grace period was up. But then I look it up, and I realize that now I have until November. November. My wife's expires the end of this month, and she's got a grace period now that extends into November. So all is good. I'm not getting up tomorrow morning at five o'clock. Well, I think I told you there was a grace period. Didn't yeah, I? but it didn't last that long. They've extended it. And I also told you something else. See, you're a big, you're a big TV man. Big, well known recognizable person that didn't get you in there on a Monday <laughs> No, <laughs> and it didn't that, get past it didn't get you past those hundred people no sure but didn't. but I know a guy there was also a sign on the door that said you can't get in with just a grin <laughs> <laughs> which you found out I mean, you weren't grinning at 6 a.m. No, no, no nobody was grinning but there There's were people had grin about. you know the people had lawn chairs and and comfortable things to sit on which makes me wonder if it's like quarter to seven then what time do you have to be there to be first in line seriously well, do you know why what, what time you know why is, is had, early enough do you know why the big crowd was there why because they knew it was closed on monday <laughs> yeah. so it was the first no it was but the if, first day of the week <laughs> if there's a line of a hundred folks or so at 7 a.m what time do you think you have to be there to be there early enough to be among the first five or six people? 
When are I they getting there? Not, probably six. They probably went to Duncan, and then they went straight over. <laughs> you, so you and think six is early enough? I would think so. But, <laughs> you know, I just wouldn't go it's on a terrible. Tuesday. It's a horrible experience. I wouldn't experience. go on a Tuesday. But, well, it's a, it's a horrible experience once you get in, even though the people are very nice. But it's just too crowded. <laughs> it's, but I've got a guy. I've got a guy that could get you right in. I don't like to fool now, around with stuff like, like taking, that. you feel like taking advantage of that privilege? Well, who knows if the guy is going to really let me in? You got a guy. I got and, a guy. And now the guy is going to what? Get me in ahead of everybody else? So, yes. Yes. He'll take you in the back or he'll take you in and you walk up and you give your name. <laughs> you, know why I don't trust people. you know why I don't trust this? Because, because you've done it before, tried it. No, because your guy is not going to be there at eight in the morning. <laughs> He's not going to be there at all. He's going to tell you, hey, you walk in and you walk up to the desk on the right and you ask for Harry. And Harry will say, can I help you? And you'll say, hi, I'm Steve. And he'll say, yes. That's how you think it's going to go, right? <laughs> yeah, if that much. And, and then the next thing he'll say is next. <laughs> Except for Steve. Steve's on his way. Would you let him, Steve back through to the back of the line? I think part of the problem now is that they let people in one at a time. I don't think they allow that crowd to... It's not like the doors will open and everybody rushes in. Oh, really? I'm imagining that way. You're, you're not going to let thinking, all those folks in in a, in a small space like that. I know well, I don't think so. I thought I thought that maybe they would keep it to like 25% capacity uh, or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I, you I, just I, lost your little iP- your, uh, iPod. Yeah, people don't need to know that. They didn't see that happen. Thanks for telling it. I saw it, it pop out. You're telling but, all my business. Okay. See, you've got those fancy things, and I've still got the old school ones. I love these. In. I love these I got AirPods. a cord. I love them. I love iPods, AirPods. I called them. Yeah. I can't even say what they are, let alone afford them. No. Did you buy yours? Uh, they were a gift for me, actually. <laughs> I know who from. Oh, yeah, a guy named Harry. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was the guy. It was my yeah. guy. Harry got at them the for DMV. Me. Yes. Um, you know, I mentioned the the Sinatra lyrics at first, and um, I saw a promo the other day, and I was flipping around, looking through shows on, that's an old term, flipping around, which means you're like flipping the channels. Yeah, that but went I out was, in 1962. It, it, it did. Um, all or Nothing at All is the Sinatra the Netflix documentary that is hit. And it's very popular now. I'm going I'm to start watching it. I think I've seen have, it. Do you know that I have, I, have, um, I have a book by Bill Zemi, mm-hmm. who's somebody we should get on this podcast, come to we think should. of it. Why don't you track call him? him down? I don't have his number. Maybe you know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Tony will uh, have it. Well, listen to what I'm about to say. Bill Zemi, I'm a such a I'm a Sinatra. I, I'm sort of a rat ma, rat pack um, uh, fanatic. I mean, I know a lot yeah. about the Rat Pack, just as I like all their movies and all of that. But anyway, uh, uh, Zemi wrote a book, and I think the title of it is "The Way You Wear Your Hat," and it's all about Sinatra and Sinatra style. I always thought the 
uh, Sinatra and Dean Martin dressed very well and they were very fashionable for the day. And they knew a lot about how guys should dress. Or at least I, they were sort of uh, role models for guys who wanted to be fashionable through the 60s. And some of that 50s and 60s style of clothing is kind of cool, even now, I think. But anyway, well, it came back with this with the suits, with the black suits and the skinny ties. Yeah, I started doing something that worked that I took from that book because it, it made me think of it all the time. Sinatra, when they would appear in those clubs or the casinos as the Rat Pack, uh, he would be infuriated by the way some of them would show up for the, for the show. And the thing he would, would, would really piss them off is if any of the Rat Pack members showed up in a brown suit. His thing was you don't wear brown or any other color but black or blue or something dark after sunset at nighttime. Oh, really? Because it looks out of place. It's just not a, it's just not a formal thing to do. If you're going to deal with the audience, wear something more formal looking. And when I would do the shows, for the 5 and 6 o'clock show, I'd have on a brown jacket or some shade. But I would always think, come 10 o'clock, I should have on something dark. And for many, many nights, I would have a blue blazer or some kind of dark suit jacket on because I wanted to be fitting for after sunset. Seriously? Yes. You really did change and yes. had that in your mind? Yeah, I always had, I don't know about you, but I always had a change of clothing at work. Well, me too. And so, in case you spill something on your, uh, <laughs> 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 I was, <laughs> I'm thinking of something that a barber told me once. Well, you can get some great wisdom in the bar, <laughs> in the barber shop. Oh yeah, they're and, philosophers. And a barber, and a barber, it's like a bartender. The barber asked me once about changing clothes. I have more clothes, <laughs> clothes at work. And he said, you always got extra clothes, right? And I said, not always, uh, but I try to. He said, yeah, that's right. And I said, why? He said, in case you mess your pants. (laughs) 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 And And I never forgot that, too. That, in case you mess your pants, and if it's after sunset. Wear black those or blue. Those were the two things that stuck in my head throughout my working career. Always and have a change of clothing in case you mess your pants or, <laughs> or if it's after sunset. That brings up a question. Yes. Did you ever mess your pants between the <laughs> no, six and the no, ten? No, but here's the thing. I have messed up my pants by, you know, by spilling a drink on them or getting food on them or go out and have or something like mustard. pasta. Yeah. And, and or get something like that on my shirt or tie. And I always a, was mindful of that. And so a big I, Chicago I, style hot dog with mustard all down your crotch of your he, pants. Uh, yeah, that's what I have right now on my pants. <laughs> no, but I always was mindful of that, and, and those are lessons learned. But anyway, Zimmy and his book about, it was more like uh, Sinatra fashion and style, and I, and, I, and I have it up here somewhere, and I always thought that was a cool uh, bit of information. 
Well, the man could wear his hat, couldn't he? Yes. The way Sinatra wore that that yes. hat and and tilted it and you yes. know had it cocked just right. It yeah. was it was pretty cool. Do you think? I was thinking about this when I when I saw the promo for that documentary, and and you could be right; it might be old, but maybe Netflix just got it. But anyway, do you think that there has been any star that has had the longevity, even well past his death, that Frank Sinatra has had? And do you think that there are any people? that have died in recent years that people are going to be playing their music and thinking about as much as Sinatra 50, 60, 75 years from now. Yeah, despite his troubles and despite uh, problems uh, toward the end of his life, I think Michael Jackson will always be played. They will, that will always I, be considered yeah. Yeah. music that folks want to hear. I don't know, Elvis, look at Elvis. There's still people who are into Elvis. There right? are, but yeah. you know, having, having said that though, I... As big of a star as Elvis Presley was, and as popular as his music still is today, I don't think that he was the star that Frank Sinatra was. Do you? Uh, probably not, but you got a whole lot of devoted Elvis people out there still, I think. But not to the Sinatra magnitude. Did I ever tell you about, uh, Maybe I hope I haven't said this on one of these podcasts, because Lord knows I can't remember what I you said uh, 20 minutes ago. This, but, this uh, body of work. But uh, that I that I got to know one of Dean Martin's children, one of his daughters. Oh, you did? Yeah. I think I told you that maybe. No? Maybe uh, you and, have. Um, you think I remember it? <laughs> but, uh, uh, and, and she is married to a columnist that used to uh, be in Chicago, a sports columnist whose name I can't remember now. <laughs> but they're out, but they're living out in California, but she would be in town uh, because they were they had a home here and they had a home in California, and I got to know her well enough that I went out to dinner with them, and uh, she knew I was fanatical about the Rat Pack and her father and that whole bunch, and she told me some great stuff about Dean from her point of view as a kid in the family growing up, what what she thought was true just from her memory and um but she was a, a little kid during most of his heyday so he was, was making Dean. films but but the thing that struck with me and with her for sure was that what was typical of her father was it being say a saturday morning and he's on the couch lying down on the couch look at a tv just kind of lazily on the couch and it's not because he was out partying the night before. He just was a homebody. And she said she remembered him home more often than not. Not not staying up all night all the time like Sinatra was. He would do that, but he would grudgingly do that because Sinatra wanted him to do it. But he wasn't the one instigating it most of the time. But she said he'd be on the couch and it'd be a script on the coffee table. And he'd say, hey, honey, would you read this line for me? And we'll read it back and forth. And she would take the role of the woman in the script. And he would look and play his part or, or speak his lines. And it would be for something like Some Came Running. And she's, uh. and she's got the Shirley MacLaine dialogue. And it's back and forth. And she said she thought that was just wonderful that they could have that exchange and relate to each other that way. And the other thing she remembered 
was answering the phone. And on the end of the phone, it would just be somebody like, uh, may I speak to Dean? And she'd say, uh, hold on one second. Can I tell him who's calling? Uh, tell him it's Larry. And she'd say, Dad, it's Larry. And the Larry would be Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> you know, to imagine having that kind right. of casual <laughs> conversation. There's Lawrence Olivier on the other end of the phone wanting to speak to your father who's in that whole world of Hollywood and big-time Hollywood. These are big-time people that were just folks who would stop by the house or casually call. Imagine growing up in that environment where uh, all of these people that you, that most folks know they would never come within 10 feet of are just calling and stopping by and are casually you know, acquaintances of your father. Well, as we realize, though, when you grow up around people like that, you know, it's not as big of a deal to you because you realize they're just people. Yes, but uh, imagine that happening all the time. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That well, would be and very when you're cool. older and you look back on it, yeah. Was Dean, uh, had he died by that point when you knew her? Oh, yeah. I mean, this was within the last 10 years or so. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay, that would have been your chance to meet him is what I was, no, no, no. What I was getting at. No, no, no. I know folks who had, uh, there was one guy who worked in our sales office at the station who was from California, and he told me that routinely he would go to a favorite restaurant and he'd look off at the side and in the same booth every time that he happened to stop by that restaurant, and there was Dean Martin eating alone by himself, just eating a meal at the favorite uh -oh. restaurant. Uh -huh. And he just got a kick out of that. We talked in the last podcast about leaving people alone that you see. And I asked yes. him, did you ever go up to him? Did you say? He said, no, I just appreciate the fact that he wanted to be alone and he was eating his meal and he didn't approach him, which I can understand. And he said he thought that was enough just to witness it, which is pretty cool. Not anymore. Not anymore. We talked about that. Not when you have a cell phone. Yeah. Things are different take now. Sure. I'll tell you something. And he probably stupid. wouldn't. He probably wouldn't have been in that restaurant because of that. I'll tell you something really stupid that I did. Although he didn't know that I that I did it, but you watch The Sopranos, I'm sure. Yes. Remember the character Hesh? Mm. Was he a? He was a well-known gang. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but very recognizable. Yes. Anyway, I was eating at a famous restaurant right by the uh, farmer's market in L.A. Mm -hmm. called Dupar's. A great little spot, kind of kind of a diner. And out on the patio, my son was sitting in front of me, and he turned around and he saw Hesh. I'm looking at Hesh there. now. I've seen Are this you? guy Hesh in many other Sure you have. Sure movies. you have. Yeah. So my son turns around and says. Jerry Adler. Jerry Adler yes. is the name. Yes. Yeah. He said, look over my shoulder. I said, that's Hesh. That's Hesh. So I, we were inside, so I had to take my phone. I didn't have to, but I did. I took my phone yeah. and kind of subtly, you know, you act like you're reading it. He couldn't see me anyway, and I had to snap a picture of him. Why, <laughs> I don't know. Well, because well, just uh, instinct. Now, yeah, I, I may have posted it even okay okay 
Tell me about Jerry Adler. I'm telling you about. I can see your reading. No, I'm telling you about Gail Martin, who was Dean Martin's daughter, who was who is married to a sports columnist whose name is Downey. Do you know him? Oh, Bill uh, Bill Downey. I don't know Mike what, Downey. Mike Downey. Mike yeah. Downey. I yeah. know Mike very well. Do you? Well, I, yeah, Mike. I had dinner with Mike and Gail. Oh, did you? Yeah, and um, they were very, very nice. I mean, terrific couple and she's the one who was telling me all the dean martin stories she gave me yeah dean martin ornaments for my tree and i've got like almost every cd that dean ever <laughs> recorded mike is a uh was a fabulous writer he wrote for the tribune for a while yes. and then he moved out to la yeah and he's in la now yeah a terrific writer really really good guy yes well, well that's the mike i'm talking about well why don't we get you know people will Somebody will listen to this episode and they'll say, you should listen to those guys because they've they've got more trivia about stars <laughs> that have been dead for 40 years. Well, but and they're stars the that, that people still 50s. know well and, and, and are still played and watched today. Don't don't get defensive. No, but I don't want to make this seem like uh, old man hour. Old manish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we are talking we are talking about legendary people you know you've got all these great stories like about say, how i know who socrates was uh, i mean i was back there when he was living so now you got a story yeah. but i knew his daughter yes <laughs> you got all these great stories all these brushes with greatness you've had and you know i've had beers with moose scourin yeah. that's about as far as i can go no you've had some as well I'm looking up to see who Scott Socrates' daughter was. <laughs> Mary. And she was married to another sports writer. Did, because so did Socrates have any kids? Uh, <laughs> they were all sons. They were sons. All right. Okay. Uh, a sports writer. Okay. You know what? It's time. Take a break. Are you serious? Yes. Time flies. Is it after sunset? Because I have to change into my black suit. Yeah, because you got a baby blue shirt on. Ooh. Pastel, you look like Miami Vice right now. I feel like Don Johnson. Yeah, you got yeah. that Don Johnson. Do you know his daughter? Uh, Roberta Johnson. No, uh, I have no idea. Dakota. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah. I said that like she I was, know, like I know who Dakota Johnson is. That's a, is that her that, last name? I don't know, but that was like a fake issue, really. I don't, I don't know who Dakota Johnson is. Oh, she's a well-known actress. She yeah. was in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's kind of where she became famous. And uh, look her up here while we take a break. Okay. Good. Look up Dakota. All right. We'll be. Well, right you, back. Okay. I was waiting for you to say right back, no, but you're looking up Dakota Johnson. I'm looking stuff up. Okay, we'll be right back. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Baby boomers and cognitive dysfunctioning. Songs that should be banned from bars. A Spotify list just for your doggy. <laughs> My brush with 80s superstar. And a celebrity snippet from our interview with actor, writer, podcaster, Dave Koenig. Good guy. All that in unlimited tangents. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, Lego pulls out all the stops with their stunning rendition of a Bugatti Chiron. Plus, what car features do you really need? 
I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Constable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. We just made a Don Johnson ref- reference. Don wow. Johnson from Miami Vice and his daughter. I'm impressed. Brought up is Dakota. Yeah, daughter of Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson. Yes. I got uh, a Don gr- Johnson. Gr- I got a roundabout Don Johnson story. Wow. In a roundabout wow. way. This is a roundabout way. And I'm going to tell a Dakota Johnson. Is her last name Johnson? Johnson. Okay, go ahead, Don Johnson. This is story. a roundabout Don Johnson story. Oh, okay. okay. I, I uh, from time to time, would go on junkets to California to talk to the stars for their upcoming TV season for CBS. Yeah. And on this particular trip, as an aside, this is an aside. Uh, there, there were about I don't know a dozen stars you had to interview, and. Um, one of the guys who refused to, to do it, he showed up for like one or two of these interviews and then he split. You know, what happens is that you get invited from markets across the country and they put you in a in a suite in the ho- fancy hotel yeah. and, where the stars are and they, they put the stars in their separate rooms and you go from star to star talking about the upcoming season in, in a little interview chat time, okay? So... Uh, with my memory and trying to name these folks who's the guy who was into karate and uh he played a, a marshal on tv uh, uh he was a stunt man at first i think he may even work have worked with uh, bruce lee that but, would be but, chuck uh, norris chuck norris chuck norris had a series on cbs and he was such a big star in his mind that he could blow that off so he didn't do it and we were all disappointed that we couldn't get to talk to chuck norris okay he didn't yeah. have any time. He was there for like one or two. And then we were going, well, where's Chuck Norris's room? Where's Chuck Norris? He left. Oh, such a big deal. He's got to leave. <laughs> I went into one room and this guy sitting by himself, I don't even think he had a PR person with him. And he was sort of, you know, a lonely, bashful looking guy. But he had a new series, brand new series coming up on CBS that uh, there was a reason to interview him. Or talk to him. And I sat down with him and he said, I, I don't even know. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. This is a big deal, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's kind of fancy. And he said, I don't even know why folks are talking to me. I'm, I'm not a star, but I'm headlining this new show that's coming up. And I said, I know. I, I, I don't know who you are either. He said, yeah, I'm mainly a stand-up. And I don't know even how I got the shot at this. This is great. And it, and it was Raymond from Where's Raymond? Or what is it? Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Ray Ray Romano. Yeah, Ray Romano. And Ray Romano was just sheepishly going through. He said, if it lasts a year, I'll be lucky. <laughs> that was wow. his attitude. Okay. So he was one of the up and coming new stars. Uh, and also, um, who, who was terrific was Ted Danson. I walked into his room and Ted Danson was, was in there. Hey, well, what a great guy. Just cool. Uh, very welcoming and a cool guy to talk to. And he was talking about his series. You know who Malcolm McDowell is from yeah. TV? I go and I sit down to, and I look at Malcolm McDowell. And the first thing he says to me is, did you have lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it is getting close to lunchtime. It might have been around noon. He said, 
I haven't had lunch either. I saw the buffet. It looks great, doesn't it? And we spend about <laughs> 10 minutes talking about the cold cuts at the buffet. But it, but he was a cool guy. Just, to, you know, here I am talking to Malcolm McDowell about cold cuts. And he was a clockwork orange was the big film that he was in that sort yeah, of made his actor. career. Yeah, he's been in many other things. But he was in a TV series coming up. Uh, Rhea Perlman, ooh, she had no time for nonsense. Really? Yes. I went into that room, and that was a tough talk. A tough talk. I would like, that's more fun if they're tough, if they want to go well, a couple rounds. Well, she, you know, it, she you know? just didn't look like she wanted to be there. Because, well, a lot of them don't want to be there because they feel like they'll a need while, it. Well, here's the thing, too. When they're sitting in that room yes. on these junkets, <laughs> yes. they're there for eight hours. And I'm following and the guy from Phoenix who's following the guy from Tampa yes, who's following the, the guy from Detroit. Quest- yes. Same questions yes. Yeah. and all of that. But still, it's part of being a professional. If you don't like it, then you know who did the right thing? Who's that? Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like it, yeah. you get the hell out of there. Don't show yeah. everybody you're an ass. Now, you know, you mentioned Ray Romano. Yeah. I met Ray Romano uh, during Everybody Loves Raymond, and he was at our station at, at Channel 2, yes. and he was in the makeup chair before me. And so I came in to get, get my makeup done, and um, he, he couldn't have been nicer. He's making small talk, and he was terrific. And from what I know, the people that have been around him, he hasn't changed a bit even with all his success. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the big uh, De Niro movie, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese's movie, What's The Irishman. Yes. He was in that and had a good, he did a great job, but but he was really cool and really down to earth. Now. And he survived being in the chair with our makeup woman. <laughs> you can survive <laughs> you remember that. Her? Yeah, you can survive Woo, that. You can survive she was a beauty, anything. wasn't she? Yeah. She was, was worse rough. than, she She had a reappearance. Perlman attitude every day. <laughs> and do you remember uh, you remember Mark Harmon? You know who Mark yeah. Harmon is, yeah? Yeah, Mark's football quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I think th- at uh, USC? Uh, UCLA, I believe. UCLA, you're right. But the only thing that hit home with him, I thought that was going to be a tough interview. We started talking about football. And his uh-huh. father, his father was an all-star, all-time great named Tom Harmon. Right. And I made him aware of the fact that I knew who, who he was, and so it uh-huh. made everything easy. So if you can get an edge like that it helps a lot right well uh, now, now you know, all Mark of this Carmen. all of this johnny tangent has nothing to do <laughs> with, with why i brought this up remember i said it was a don johnson related thing in a roundabout i kind of remember i kind of yeah. remember that oh there's a so, point to this yes you thought the point was there is no point Johnny Tangent. <laughs> All right, so uh, which leads me to my roundabout John Don Johnson thing. Uh, Don Johnson and uh, Cheech Marin were in a show together on CBS, sort of a takeoff, sort of a wasn't a spinoff of it, but it w- reminded you of Miami Vice. Only time, only thing Don Johnson and Cheech Marin were teamed up as detectives. And so I see Cheech. I see Cheech in the buffet line. And uh, Cheech is, says, hey, where's Don? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, I haven't seen him. And he said, oh, I thought so. How did he get out of this? 
<laughs> he was upset that he's doing it and Don Johnson's not. But I, I sat down with him, and he looked at my shoes, and he said, nice shoes. And I said, oh, wow, thanks, thanks. And he said, I am so into fashion now because Don is crazy about fashion, and he's got to wear all the coolest stuff on the show, and so he's got me dressing that way. And so now I'm looking at everything people, people are wearing because I want to be as coolly dressed as Don. That had to make you feel pretty good. Yeah. I said, well, you got I got the seal of approval. Yeah. I said, I got these are Don's shoes. <laughs> he got out of here so fast, he left his shoes. <laughs> and I put his shoes on, it happened to fit. No, but those you are know, just little experiences along the way, folks. I'm sorry. I just no, was reminded, I love it. reminded of it. I love it. It was a good ramble. Yeah. You know, it uh, brings <laughs> me back to uh, Scarlet or Scarlet. Um, <laughs> Um, now I can't remember Scarlett Johansson who Dakota Johnson Dakota Johnson yes boy boy that was like three minutes ago Uh, Dakota Johnson yeah she was kind of in the news recently because you know all this stuff is swirling about Ellen oh yeah uh, with her you know her entire staff rebelling because it's such a toxic work atmosphere and a lot of stars have come out and said that Ellen is not the nicest person in the world and it's all fake. You know, all that be kind to everyone and coming on dancing at the beginning. Yes. Well, there was a famous clip. You can look it up on YouTube with, with Dakota Johnson. She had an exchange with Ellen on her show where she kind of called Ellen out. She said her birthday, her 30th birthday just came. And she said, Ellen, uh, you didn't come. And Ellen said, well, I wasn't invited. And Dakota said, oh, that's not true at all, Ellen. Ooh. And then they kind of went back and forth a little bit, and they asked Ellen's producer, and she had, in fact, been oh, invited. No. So anyway, it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a cool clip to look at because Dakota did not back down at all from Ellen. But uh, that entire thing is is really taking on a life of its own. I just saw with, it. I saw Ellen. a rumor about that show, an insider rumor that James Corden might be the one to replace Ellen if Ellen leaves that show. I saw so that. So he goes from nighttime to daytime. Yeah. Which, I mean, he'd be great at it. You know what just, my first thought was? This is how simple I was. So he's yeah. going to be the new host yeah. of the Ellen show. <laughs> yeah that would make it even funnier that's great yes sure that's a great bit i like that now well, the ellen might the generous show starring james corden <laughs> yes yeah you, you know here's the thing there are a lot of people they say don't meet your heroes there are a lot of people in show business that, business that sell something that they aren't and Ellen sells kindness and niceness, and maybe she isn't. But when it gets into, you know, how your employees are treated, and it's toxic, and there's harassment, and all that crap, you either A, know about it, or B, you should know about it because your name's on the door. Well, what you she, can't, well she you was claiming that. she was claiming that she she didn't know, right? She was unaware That's, of how folks she hired were treating folks who were working for them. 
That's what she was claiming. Yeah. Who knows if that was true or not? Um, you know, a lot of the stars are, as I said, insulated, and they're in their dressing room or their suite or wherever. They don't come out till showtime, and and God knows nobody nobody is allowed to interact with them in the hall. You know, with a lot of stars, don't make eye contact with them, even though you work there. Can I you know, can I explain what happened? Twenty min- above you. Twenty minutes before we started this. Yeah. I asked my wife, please leave me alone. Go in another room. <laughs> I can't be bothered. I'm about to go down to the basement and start this program. You called, and what happened? I, I declined your call three times, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> That's yes. true. That's true. That's true. Yes, I have did. to be. I have to be alone and focused before I start this very important project. And after the third decline, yes. how quickly did you think I was going to continue to rapid fire call you? Either 25 more times or not ever again. <laughs> and, and the show that day was going to be called Back to Me. You know, we had, we, remember we worked with uh, Marquina Brown, who did weather for a while. Yeah. I uh-huh. love, love Marquina. She was she was funny because she was the one who said to me every time I started to talk, ah, not another story, <laughs> but there's one, there's another, there's another story that I was just reminded of. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and do we have time for it? I, I won't, I won't do it. I won't do it. Do it. I'll no, wait. Please no, do it. I'll we wait. have time. No, I'll please. wait. I'll wait. No, please just do it another, for me. <laughs> another. Do it for Marquina. <laughs> I will. Um, no, no, no. I won't do it. I won't. I'll save it. But it had to do with uh, people prepping and what their little pet peeves are. And I think we may have talked about Garrett Morris and uh, Shelly Berman were in town doing I'm Not Rappaport. And, yeah. And Shelly Berman's rule was nobody talk to me, no how, no way, especially before the show starts. And Garrett Morris was completely different. You could talk to him almost until the curtain would rise. It's just really? interesting how uh-huh. how people prep themselves to get ready for work. Were you like that? Well, Did you like to have I, you? You seem to be very relaxed even before you would go on the set. Or did you stop? Did you want? Did you have a period where you didn't want folks talking to you? No, huh? you know it was usually you know when we did the news. It was usually so hectic before it was time to go on that you didn't have time to talk to anybody but if you got your material got everything written done ahead of time no i didn't mind talking to anybody but you know if i was a stage performer and i was working in theater or if i was a you know rock and roll singer or something like that i could see that you'd want a couple minutes of solitude before you go out yeah. Nothing against any of the people, but I think it's ridiculous when I read about or hear about these stars uh, like Steve Harvey. It came up that didn't want to be bothered. Yeah. Uh, well, before he was. But, uh, you know, when they got to go out and do a show, I think before showtime, you leave them alone. But later on, if you see them walking around in the hall and they're bare feet, uh, what the heck? You're just a person. 
I don't know how many of them were walking around in the halls with their bare feet. Well, and, and I really would want to their, talk to them. Well, in their stocking feet, I meant when they're casual back in the back, backstage. Did you ever walk around to work in your bare feet? No. Or my stocking feet? No, yeah. I never took my shoes off. I don't like to do <laughs> I don't walk around like that because I'm not home. You remember that editor, hated, that editor we had that used to like to walk around in his stocking feet? And, yeah, and he got I, taught I a lesson once because somebody took one of his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Now, that made it. That made it great. That was funny. Good. Yeah, you well, hide somebody's I, shoe, and they had to go home was, with one shoe on and one shoe off. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that when I saw him because it just. Well, we talked about this before. It gives the impression you're not in your living room. You're working. Well, don't you want to so, work with somebody so relaxed that they took the, the natural born shoes off and started no, working? No. No. And what if they get a little funky? What if they get a little funky on you? So I have to sit through that? You know, nowadays, you could probably go to your HR department and put in a complaint and that person would be told to put their shoes back on. That's right. If you said they were a little funky or it was bothering me or putting me off. Well, they probably get yeah. the hint when you are leaving the editing booth with a mask on like you wear nowadays. At least, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't like that pause, did you? <laughs> no, you it's fine to pause once in a while. Take a it breath. Is. Relax. You can take a breath. Kick your shoes off. This isn't radio. Uh, no, it isn't, is it? This is a podcast. <laughs> you would have gone over, and I would have gone over in time uh, long ago. We would have been missing commercial breaks and all those things they do on radio. We would have. I wanted to be, as I've said before, a rock and roll disc jockey on WLS, the Big 89. We've had John Records Landecker on here before. I think spinning great music back in the 70s and the late 60s when he started was so cool and those guys were big stars not that i wanted to be a big star but i just thought it'd be cool to be able to talk into a microphone and play beatles records i, I used to like a guy named jocko henderson he'd go e tilly this is the jock <laughs> jocko henderson what back was on he, the Philly? scene with the record machine saying oopop and how do you do that was jocko henderson that is cool yeah do you remember Wolfman Jack? Oh, sure. Wolfman Jack was a legendary guy in New York, and then he became nationally famous with uh, the Midnight what, Special. Show? Midnight, the Midnight Special. Special. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool way, and then radio went the way it did, but um, we got to get John Records' line anchor back on again. Yes, we do, because he was- uh, I like John. He was a, a lot of fun to talk to and talk about stories. He's got stories, too. He does. Let's see. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, Zimmy- uh, Bill Zemi. We brought up uh, John. Uh, how about Mary Martin, we, Dean uh, Martin's daughter? Would she do it? Well, Mary Martin was probably older than Dean. You mean Gail? <laughs> Gail. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. Mary. <laughs> yeah. Be kind of hard to get Mary Martin in here. And or, then or who else have we is. been? Who else have we been looking for? Well, the list goes on and on. I but mean, there's a name that comes to mind that we think that we have a shot sure. at. Uh, Barack Obama, President Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. I still call him President Obama. I do too. Yes, yes. But if he came in, we would have to call him that 
you know, out of formality, but I think that we know him well enough to call him Barack. Yes. Well, you know him better because than that's I what do. We, that's what we called him back in the day. But, you know, his wife, Michelle, now has a podcast. He's been on it already. So we got a lot of competition. How do we get his people? I don't know. Call that guy who who knows Harry. Just go yeah, get call me the into, guy, the, into the DMV. My guy at the DMV. <laughs> in the, yeah. hey. He's in the Secretary of State's office. Yeah. Well, I know Jesse White. Yes. And so do you, yes. the Secretary of State in Illinois. Yeah. He wouldn't. He would know Brock. How would that conversation well, I go, don't, I Mr. Don't, Secretary? Well, I don't. How are you? I don't want to use any of these folks for favors because it's. I don't want to be let down when they say I can't help you, buddy. Yeah, you've never liked that. Um, <laughs> no. Use all of them for favors. Yeah, that's what makes the world go round. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I have not got ever you into taken the advantage DM- of that. Well, it'll get you into the DMV. All right. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, only to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have any closing yeah. thoughts? Uh, yeah, the, I've had, uh, I, I have many that's closing That's the ultimate thoughts. closer. Yeah, because uh, when you ask a question like, do you have any closing thoughts, that's going to lead to 15 more minutes of rambling. That's why I can't close this show off, because I say something like that. We have to save more of our stories and more of our thoughts for opening thoughts (laughs) (laughs) for the next go-round. You started to tell a story you said you would save for next time. No, I told it. Did you jot that... I Did told you tell it. it? I'm sure I told it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been listening at all. You know what, though? I'm going to do a little plug here first. Oh, please, help yourself. <laughs> before we go. If you like Back to You, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like Minutia Men, Rick Kempfer and David Stern, are consumers of worthless information. Listen as they share their newest worthless information in the podcast Minutia Men, on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. And that's it, Steve, except we have to thank a couple people. Oh, we certainly do, for sure. We have to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasano. Indeed. And Samuel Greenberg, who is our engineer. He's top. He's top. Samuel gets us through the night with these things. He does. Yeah. And, um, Help me make it through the night. To... <laughs> Good luck with that. Who is that by? And Help me make it through the night. Help me. I make don't care it what's right or night. wrong. Uh, uh, something. Help, Help me. me make it through the night. Can you get in trouble for uh, quoting all these lyrics like we do? Does that no. cost money? No. If you do the melody, which wouldn't be a problem for us, because <laughs> we'd be off. We'd be off key. Help me make it through that. Is it Elvis? I don't know. I was asking you. Help me make it through the night. That's a. That's not the name of the song. It's got to be a, a country line. western song, right? Oh, you oh. know who it was from? I got the name right here. And Willie Nelson. No, he had a voice that was kind of like this. I haven't heard from him in a long time. I hope he's still with us. I think he's still with us. I just haven't seen the man in a long, long time. It don't was by Chris Christopherson. Oh, it was. Yeah. I think others have, whatever the name of that song is, others have recorded it. Help me make it through the night. Is that the name of the song? Yep, sure is. Okay. 
All right. Well, wait Peace. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold wait, on. Wait, Hold whoa, tight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. Uh, I called it. I uh, called it. Did, is it over? Well, I guess I better well, s- save my stuff till the, till the next time. I, I'm going to save my closing thoughts till the opening okay. of the next one. That'll be good. We're 55 minutes in. Oh, much too long. It's time to go. We want to thank all of our loyal listeners that listen to this program. Here go Back 20, 20 more minutes of closing. It's uh, t- because with them, who without them, who would we be? We would be annoying neighbors out on the lawn with megaphones telling stories. <laughs> We'd be a guy that could not get to the front of the line into the DMV. And you know what your neighbor would say? I don't mind it when Howard comes out and tells his stories and rants like this, but he never knows when to stop. <laughs> so with that, with that, I'm going to let you ramble on, Ramble Brother. I'm going to say so long. Okay, my Ramble Brother. That's back to you. See you next time. <laughs> Goodbye. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, Premier League season may be over, but this week we have the Champions League. We've got some great ones. You've got Juventus, Man City, Real Madrid, Bayern, Chelsea, Barcelona, and the Napoli. Should be a great weekend of matches. Some of the greatest teams in the world. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Los Ano or Los Los Ano and friends, here's what you missed. I thought we got over our fight from last week. We had a little tiff that was (laughs) going on. Are you still angry with me? I hope not, because we're supposed to do something tonight. Oh, we are supposed to do something tonight. Oh, we are. Oh, we are. No, we're going to. We are going to. What right. great teller are you I'm guys going yours. to do Tony, tonight? I'm all yours. Tony, I'm all yours. Wow. All right. All right. That's on the record. You <laughs> get that in writing. Yeah. Do, you want, do you want to tell them what I, how I asked you? Do you remember what I said? <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's not going to include Star Wars or sex, but hopefully it'll still be just as fun. It was probably the best text yeah. Yeah. I've ever received. Ooh. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and Friends. Losano. Now on Losano.com. Good luck trying to spell Losano or whatever the f- it's called. Is this over? Yes. <laughs>